Hello, this is Jenna, and welcome to the Elevate Yourself podcast, where we can talk about beauty and self-care without judgment. Hey guys, it's Jenna, and thanks so much for joining me on another episode of Elevate Yourself podcast. So you guys might have noticed that I'm kind of like winging these episode topics based on what I think is most valuable information to my clients and what can help you guys, or in general, what is of most interest that I could possibly be helpful with in relation to self-care, whether that's in a role of mentorship for people who are looking to get into the self-care business or beauty professionals or to help support clients in their services or their decisions to get services or to make the services even better for them. I've just been kind of going with what I think is going to be the most valuable for you guys. So right now it's brow season. Brow season has totally hit us. Um, in the Kootenays, we love skiing. We are super active. And right now is prime time because we are in between everything awesome. We are going to have a lot of rainy weather. The ski season, ski hills are closing down. So that's gone. You don't really want to be out hiking in the rain very often. So right now is like the special time right between it gets really nice in summer when we want to be out doing stuff and ski season where we have this perfect climate in the Kootenays too to get the brow healing, really nail that and get the most value out of our appointments. So this is why I am really stressing all the information right now about brows and trying to get it out there just to prepare clients for the best experience they could have and just educate on a bunch of different topics that will provide the most value I think right now. So today I have asked two clients to come on and share their unique experiences. We have kind of polar opposite experiences. And the reason why I think this is so important and valuable is because as a brow artist, I am doing everything I possibly can to make sure that your appointment goes the best way possible so that I have as much information out there that I can possibly give you to prepare you to come in prepared for your appointment, to educate yourself, to feel comfortable so that you're fully ready to go through the process and you know how to make the most out of it from things that you can do. And so, but I also go through tons of things like I'm constantly practicing behind the scenes, appointment setup. There's a lot of consideration towards color theory and working with someone's skin tone and skin type tons and tons of continuous training as well as like updating my studio policies too to prevent things from going wrong. So one thing that I've done recently is completely banned brow tattooing in the summer in the Kootenays and I know that there's lots of places in the city that can successfully be doing this and it's okay but we live such a different lifestyle here. We are very active. We're not the kind of people who are like going into our underground parking, going straight to our air-conditioned work in our air-conditioned car and then going back home and like repeat all the time. Oftentimes we live a lot more of a rural active lifestyle and we are very lifestyle based people we want to be down at lakeside park or at tagum beach after work or on our lunch break or something like that and we do not want to sacrifice these benefits to our lifestyle in order to have some brows heal so i have had clients before who are very confident that they could follow these aftercare instructions but simply put if you're walking from my studio to your car uphill you already started sweating right after your appointment there. When it's like 40, we had some epically hot days last summer, like I think even 45 degrees. It's just, it's a recipe for disaster. So 
I'm busy enough also. I do not want to be doing services for people that are there set up for failure. It is not in my best interest. I have a million other things I can be doing and busy with in the summer. And so for me, I have just made it a non-issue for myself because as an artist, I really want to be set up for success as well. I don't want to be doing something that is not going to be in the best of interest of my client. I don't want to be setting someone up for either having to sacrifice like a couple weeks of their life during the summer or having a shitty result from their brow tattoo that they've saved their hard-earned money from. So this is also part of why I'm creating these episodes and trying to really just really connect with you guys before because the more we connect before and the more understanding we have and the more we're on the same page with aftercare and prepping your body and your skin and your mind for the cosmetic tattooing procedure, the better results we get. And that's what I'm all about. I am about helping people. Technically, it's more money in my pocket if you have to come back a million different times. But honestly, That is not my game and I don't want to be about that. That does not make me feel good. And so I would much rather have a client who's prepared and is working together to get the best results than to have a client who is really struggling in that way. So I've got one client. This was before we decided we weren't doing any brow tattooing in the summer. We went over the aftercare and the pre-care So I know myself that sometimes it's really hard to take some things seriously. Maybe you might think this doesn't apply to me or this is just a cautionary tale and or someone won't know. But when you're dealing with a facial tattoo and especially when you're trying to go for a very natural result that's going to appear very elegantly on your face, which is like what I'm all about. I'm not really all about that super fake, I call them city brows. It's just a different preference, right? Like it's just not what I see for myself as liking to do. It's just not my favorite type of work. It's not the way that I personally like to wear my brows either. And I feel like in our community, we tend to err towards a more natural style. And I also feel like in my tattooing career, my tattooing faces, I don't like to stick to trends because trends change over time. So if you're naturally enhancing someone's eyebrows, you are doing something that is going to basically shift with the client and it's going to be timeless. But if you're doing a very makeup-y look with following the trends and going for a very bold look, then it's definitely going to have more of a chance that it's going to be looking trendy, you know, like eyebrow trends change. So maybe you will be on the good side of that trend, but maybe you will be feeling like that was so 10 years ago in 10 years. So I like to err on the side of caution, do natural style of brows. So that definitely means that we are dealing with a much more delicate threshold of pigment retention and less is more. We always want to test out how the skin is going to heal. So it is so much more important to really lock down the routine of aftercare and like prepping for your appointment and being prepared to accept the pigment in the perfect way so that we don't have to risk doing something like a scary brow or you don't have as much of a chance of having your brows completely fade afterwards. So This is, of course, always a risk, even if you follow the exact protocol for aftercare and pre-care, especially if you have different things, like maybe you're taking a medication that's going to interact with it. Smoking can also make it harder for you to retain pigment, things like thyroid conditions or 
other different conditions in the body if you have anything hormonal that's happening those kind of things can definitely affect or like nutritional deficiencies so all these things and you might not even know that you have them like lots of clients come in with scarring in their brow and they have no clue or they've completely forgotten about it they were like three years old one client I had and she was like oh yeah I got run over by a car and road rash all over my face and she just had totally forgotten that that would be a factor in her brow and she had healed so well you can't even tell but there's still scarring underneath in her brow tissue underneath her hair so there's little things like that that you will find in the initial session and that's why we do the touch-up because we can really nail it if a client is having a really hard time with retention as an artist, I will always work with them as long as I know that they are working with me because it's irresponsible for me to keep doing sessions with someone who is not following the aftercare because also they're wasting their money, but they are increasing the chance of having long-term damage or like scarring buildup in their tissue because when you don't follow aftercare there's a lot of different bad things that can happen not just the pigment not sticking it's more like scarring or a whole bunch of other different possibilities infection even so so there is the possibility you do everything correctly and it doesn't stick and that's why that touch-up is super super important because you have that chance to alter your approach and do something much more drastic but we wouldn't want to do that on the first appointment because if we do that on the first appointment you can there's people who have done their brows and you can do the exact same technique and they can have the same skin type and all the different things and their pigment is even almost sometimes better than 60 percent 40 to 60 percent is a regular retention but so you don't want to be oversaturating that person's brows if they are going to be retaining everything you don't really know until you do that first session. That's why in the touch-up, super important to come back for that touch-up because that's where we do the perfecting and we have a lot more knowledge of what's happening in your skin. Also, if you do have scarring underneath there, actually by the act of actually tattooing and breaking up that skin a little bit, the scar tissue, it does help it to rebuild it. So the next session is easier for the pigment to go in there. There's just so much to it. So I definitely think <laughs> this is getting a little long, guys. I'm sorry, but it's so important and I'm so passionate about it. So I'm hoping these interviews are going to really help you because it's two polar opposite sides of the spectrum. And I just wanted to really stress the importance of this, what you can do to prepare for your appointment and during the appointment and also after the appointment, which is the previous mini episodes we just launched Everyone who gets a brow tattoo, I believe, should be researching those things at the studio that they're going to. And especially at Elevate, you should be listening to those all those podcasts for sure before you I tattoo your face. So those are really important. But then also just hearing someone's experience of their personal experience of how it goes. I think that that's invaluable. And so I really did think that reaching out to these clients and um, trying to capture their personal experience would be really beneficial to just drive this home and provide insight into what to expect from your appointment, the level of research that you should do before, and the level of commitment that you should take to make sure that you're not wasting your money, to make sure that you are not wasting your time, and to make sure that you end up with the results that you want. There's a lot of different insight into both appointments and I'm curious to see what you guys think the main takeaway is. So just take a listen, let me know what you think. And if you have any questions, please, please, please like take note of them through the podcast so that you can ask. 
First, we have the interview with Pasha, and I'm so happy with her brows now. She lives in Kamloops now, so we are not able to get an after photo until she's back in Nelson, but she's been coming back for her touch-up. And so she just sent me the fresh pictures of her healed brows from Kamloops. And so next time she comes in, she'll come for another touch-up. Pasha has been a long-term client of mine. We've done lashes, we've done brows a bunch of times, and she's had some up and down journey with her brows. <laughs> um, and so we just thought it would be really beneficial if we could share her experience with you guys so that we could prevent some of these things happening to you in the future. Um, so Pasha, why don't you uh, start by explaining to us what we have done with your brows? Well, we've had to do them four times in the past, like what, eight months, a year maybe? I think it's been about a year, about yeah. A year. And basically, I just did not listen to the aftercare instructions the first two times, and so my brows basically faded to almost nothing twice. And I just didn't listen to what Jenna had told me at all. I like was out in the sun, I was sweating, I didn't, I was drinking, like all of the above. So they ended up healing horribly, they flaked off in big chunks, and then the third time I told myself, I'm gonna listen to the aftercare instructions. I'm just gonna do exactly what she says. And they finally healed and like the pigment stayed and it was, they actually looked good. Yeah, and so this fourth <laughs> time we just did like a little touch up. A little touch up, yeah. And it, it looks really good. And I think it's gonna hold really well. So. Yeah, nice. And so what were the things that you did do that you think made the biggest difference the third time? Well, I wasn't drinking before and after. I was not in any sun, I didn't get any, I wasn't exercising, I wasn't sweating. I did exactly what she told me with the ointment and taking off the scabs. Yeah. Or not taking the scabs off. Um, like taking off the lymph so it doesn't yeah. form a yeah, scab. Yeah, taking off, like I so I took off the lymph so it didn't form a scab and they didn't do, they didn't flake off in big chunks. Like I wasn't in water, I wasn't doing any of that stuff. So I just literally listened to the aftercare instructions step by step and did exactly what she told me to do. And they healed way better. Mm -hmm. And so like the first time we did them, it was summer, right? Yeah, it was summer. I was going out in the sun. I wore a hat, but you know, I was sweating and it didn't do much. And I was out in the sun walking around with my eyebrows and they weren't healed fully. And it just, they ended up literally flaking off in like massive chunks and all the pigment came out with them. So it was not good. <laughs> yeah. So what advice would you give someone if they are getting their brows for the first time or maybe they have had their brows done and it hasn't yeah. been working out for them? My advice would be do exactly what Jenna tells you with the aftercare. Listen to the instructions to a T and your eyebrows should heal. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay, well, safe trip back and we will talk to you again soon. Bye, guys. And now we're on to the second interview with Alicia. Alicia is another awesome client of mine. She's been coming to Elevate for a couple of years now and we've done a bunch of different services. So we've been able to talk a lot about brows but also her mom is an esthetician, so she has been getting her brows done for quite a long time with tinting, etc. Thanks so much for joining us today, Alicia. You've been a longtime client at Elevate, and you've had a bunch of different services, but today I wanted to reach out to you, especially about your brows. Can you explain what we've done with your brows and your brow journey with Elevate? All right, so I got the powdered brows, which I was very nervous about, and you helped me through it. <laughs> I think you did like a like a fade in yeah like kind of like ombre-ish to make yeah it more... yeah exactly and then and then you helped me really well with the colors like I was very worried that it was too dark but then it faded to like literally the perfect color and I couldn't be happier 
That's awesome. And so we've just done one session so far, right? Yes. And so what was the scariest part, I'm wondering for you, in like choosing to get your brows done before you were thinking about it? The scariest part is definitely the permanentness of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've never had a tattoo at all in my life. So these are my first tattoos on my face. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's a big decision, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but I literally couldn't be happier. I was like, one of the best things ever. That's awesome. And so mm-hmm. what kind of did you you must have done a bunch of research and like, I think we did we do henna brows? I think we definitely did henna uh, brow consultation before, right? Or we did the consultation that before the tattoos, but yeah. I was pretty sure I wanted them by then. So we didn't end up putting henna on it. But I've dyed my eyebrows my whole life. So I kind of oh. had an idea what they would look like that's right yeah because yeah. your mom was an esthetician and so you yeah. had a lot of experience with that already yeah yeah, and and I, then- yeah exactly I mean, a lot of my friends had it and I I just love it on everybody else's face but I was you know when it's your face you're always worried about it a hundred percent yeah especially because you do film too right or like yeah in the um, acting industry so my face is what a lot of people see so I was worried if it went badly it would not be the best thing but it went really really well so that's great yeah can't be showing up with uh, scary angry looking brows <laughs> no <laughs> um so what was your healing experience like it was really like I, I was actually thinking it was going to be a lot harder like from the way you explained it but it didn't flake off too much there wasn't as many flaking scabs as I thought there was going to be but I was like super careful like did exactly what you said, followed the instructions to the T just because I didn't want to wreck anything. They faded pretty well. But yeah, we still have to do a second session, but um, the healing process was pretty easy. I just won't do it during ski season next time, which is why my touch-up's a little bit later. <laughs> yes, totally, because it sucks to miss out on all that good ski. Um, yeah, and I didn't even, didn't even think of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You went through with the sacrifice and it shows with your results for sure. So it, Totally. I do appreciate you following your aftercare in that way, for sure. (laughs) Got to follow the aftercare. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And so uh, how long um, did you feel uncomfortable after you got your brows done? Like, did you ever feel like you didn't want to be seen afterwards or? Oh, no, I I went right out. (laughs) I still thought they looked great when they were really dark. They didn't get too crazy. Like, I actually like them that dark. And then, but I also like them exactly how they are now. (laughs) They just went out anyways. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So some people have like more of a swelling also too that can be uncomfortable and it's usually only 24 hours before that's gone too but I'm glad that you were pretty comfortable from the get-go yeah I lucked out and I like your uh you had that little numbing stuff that helped it too during the process and so did you do any things before your appointment to prepare yeah I didn't drink at all for a couple weeks before Mm -hmm. um and then I think that was that was pretty much all I did to prepare Mm-hmm. Um, I don't drink uh, coffee anyways. You said caffeine too. That's mostly it there. And then just looked at it over and over again on Facetune and saw different eyebrows. Yeah, just to make sure that you're ready for the change. Yeah. And then a- after your appointment, what kind of aftercare steps did you follow? So I started using the saline solution that you gave me right away on the drive home every 30 minutes, wiping it. And then I made sure I slept on my back when I was sleeping, just like when I get my lashes done so that I wouldn't be sleeping on my face or touching it. Yeah. Um, Stayed away from my sauna and the hot tub. Didn't didn't go skiing or exercise or anything like that. There's no sweat on my face or anything touching it. Um, When I did shower, I don't know if this is one of the steps, but I I put 
plastic wrap around them so water couldn't touch them, even though I might have been fine by then, but just to be safe. Perfect. Well, whatever you did really worked out. And now usually I include in the aftercare kit a little shower guard. So pretty similar to what you did, actually. Almost exactly. It's like a little plastic shield. Excellent. (laughs) Yes. And so I'm wondering what advice would you give to another client who's thinking about getting their brows tattooed? My advice would probably be definitely look it up online and check out what it is exactly. But to not be as scared as you you would be, it's actually really awesome. And just double check maybe who you're doing it with. Like, I trusted you because I've been doing different things for like years. So yeah. maybe just make sure you're with someone you trust that they're not going to tattoo something weird on your face. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's, a, it's a serious decision for sure. So some research is definitely required. Mm-hmm. And then also don't panic when when you first put on the tattoo, it's not going to be that dark. Yeah, it's usually like heels to be a lot more natural than it looks in the beginning. What are the things that you mostly want to see touched up in your touch up appointment? Honestly, I, I just want basically exactly what you did. It might make it slightly darker, but it's pretty perfect. There's no big patches or anything. It looks really good. Yeah, just a second layer, I guess. Yeah, just to perfect things maybe and go in and see if there's anything exactly and like you're you're like your eyes are better than mine you you probably see things that I don't even notice and then yeah maybe I I might just go a shade slightly darker for sure we always want to test the skin less is more in the first because some people retain the pigment so well and then other people will have a much harder time retaining so it's better for us to like really be cautious in the beginning so that we don't end up with something bolder because you can't. It's much harder to take something back than to add more. Right. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your experience. I think it's going to be really beneficial for so many people to hear firsthand what the experience is like from the perspective of another client. Thank you so much for having me on here. And Anybody thinking about it, do it. It's worth it. Well, thanks so much, Elisa, and I look forward to seeing you. There you have it, guys. There's a couple of interviews, two totally different perspectives, but I think the common uniting thing is please don't waste your hard-earned money, time on this, not following or researching the steps you should take to prepare yourself before your appointment and during your appointment and then aftercare appointments for after your brow appointment. Please, please, please set yourself up for success. And if you didn't the first time and you know that, it's okay. That happens. It's happened to me. You just have to give yourself some forgiveness too and then just move forward knowing that this does not have to be the end of your brow journey. I usually am very accommodating to clients who are working seriously towards getting better healed results. So please reach out to me and have a personal conversation about your experience. And I would love to find a personalized solution to to what's happening for you. But you do have to really take it seriously and prepare yourself. Some clients are okay with doing things like drinking before their appointment. But in my experience, the best healed results are always clients who don't drink at all or who have taken a break at least four days two weeks is better before their appointment because it prepares your skin. So if you've had a negative experience with your brow retention and you've only done maybe no drinking 24 hours before, then perhaps just like adjusting that can be something that will help. But 
those kind of things, it's, it's important that you get in touch with me and we can have a chat about how we can fix this for next time before you book in. And then that way, when you look at booking your appointment, you definitely can prepare yourself for like, okay, I don't want to book it right by my birthday because I'm going out with the girls and I don't want to book it when I am teaching dance workshop or like all the things. So set yourself up for success. If you don't know what you could be doing to help on the touch up appointment, contact me through Instagram at elevatelash.ca or email is best. Phone is a lot harder to get in touch with people. Just with the phone tag, I know everyone's busy and sometimes it's just awkward to pick up the phone, but also you can snap pictures for me through Instagram or email, which is like super helpful as well. So don't get discouraged if you had a poor experience the first time and maybe you didn't prepare yourself. There's We have a promotion that we're going to be releasing. It's going to help you get back on track. And then um, there's these podcast episodes that we've created. And then also there are things that we can do in the studio if you have followed your aftercare to a T and you have some things like maybe oily skin or something like that working against you. There are some things that we can do like a use a pigment with a higher pigment load or we can use a different needle configuration to like really really go in there. It's just especially if you're like more of a fair skin client we can't do that in the first session. The information that we gain in the first session is testing the skin as well so that we can go in and still create a really natural result that you are going to love for a long time and not have anything heal oversaturated. So there is hope and I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and learned something about it and I hope it was valuable for you. And if you have any feedback on what we could do better or what you want to hear about next, I would love to hear that. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Elevate Yourself Podcast and we will see you again next week. Love this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thanks for listening.